shit, what was it? I was gonna say something, but I kind of fucking forgot what it was. I'm actually more aware than what I usually am after a massage, for what it's worth. Massage. Jake, are you wearing a seasonally themed Boston Red Sox hat? Maybe. Dear viewers, he is wearing a white hat with green bill and trim with a fucking clover upon it. It's true. He is wearing a goddamned seasonal baseball hat. Yep, and I'll wear it all fucking year too, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, I got tickets for me, Hall, and one of the Oops. other guys in our... <laughs> I wish. That'd be awesome if Fisher's last name was Oates. But, uh, Just start calling him Oates. I, dude, I, I, maybe I should. Um, but no, I got us tickets to I go see Offspring in some 41 at some Utah 41 State Fair Park. Yeah, dude. So... Fisher, even though he lives in Cedar City, if for some reason he can't make it up, I might just recruit you to go with us because it's like taco beer, tacos, beer, and music at yeah. the fair park. I'd be game. I'd be game. So if for some reason Fisher can't, then you're 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 on standby. I, Jake, I'm everybody's second choice. Okay. <laughs> and it doesn't start until noon. Everything finishes at nine. So okay. easy day. Sure. Wait, a nine hour day is an easy day. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of a Brother's Quarrel podcast. That's Bob. That's Jake and Jake. Would you like to try another take of that? Because you just had coffee burps. No. And I, I also on, hit the mic on. with my sucker. Let me say this. <laughs> I had to swallow in the middle of saying that, or at the start of saying that. That's why I paused. Yeah. Because Jake, would you swallow halfway through saying that? You'd start sounding like... <laughs> Brother Squirrel. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of a Brother Squirrel podcast. A <laughs> I'm oh, just going to be like Myrtle. You give me shit all the fucking time. <laughs> no, I want to hear this. I want to hear you actually land this, because Jake, before you did that, it was like, oh. It, it's like, uh, it's like you soft Peter Brady'd. Instead of spiking, you went, oh. <laughs> Now let's try that one more again. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Brother's Quarrel Podcast. That's Bob. And that is Jake. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> trying to like throw me off, like mimicking me and shit. Jake, I wanna I wanna draw attention to how I'm sitting today. You always draw attention to yourself in some way. Okay. I am sitting with one leg Skawampus. up on the other crossed, okay? So that way. One leg is up and, you know, crossed over the other. You usually sit that way because you no. have weird fucking legs. No, no, no. I usually arm. sit straight. <laughs> I sit straight up like normal. Whatever the fuck normal sitting is supposed to be. But because today, Jake, I don't want you to kick me I in the shin. No, Jake, you do it on accident because I want to draw. I'm going to draw another attention. All right. We're going to go into the way back machine. When I broke my fucking leg in seventh grade, mm -hmm. you... Had me help you practice wrestling moves. When I could bear it, when I could not walk, you fucking gave me a figure four. Also, one of the times I upset you apparently and you punched me directly in the knee. <laughs> I blacked out <laughs> and woke up on the couch. <laughs> so, Jake. No, now that one was that one you didn't realize. Okay, I was I was antagonizing you, and I, you just like bitch. Oh shit! Because I heard the oh shit and nothing else because I was out. 
But Jake, you would do it on accident. If there's if there's one thing we've learned over 120 plus episodes of this podcast and over 30 years of living together is that I would never do such a thing to you, Bob. Oh, my God. Well, I guess it's a good thing that they're uh, they're going to start reintroducing asbestos because you're going to need flame retardant pants for that kind of shit, Jake. All right. Not only were your would your current pants be on fire, that's such a lie. Every pants you ever own in the future would spontaneously combust. But legit, that tattoo, just the outline, looked fucking amazing. It really did. That picture, I was like, holy shit, dude. That's some legit black work. It was two hours, just the outline. I, I believe it. Yeah. And, I mean, think about, in the Pugtopus is the same size as the Starscream tattoo I got. But there's a lot more lines to Starscream. Dear viewers, hop on Twitter, and you'll be able to see the tattoo that I got. You can just click on uh, Va- at Von Spackle. At underscore Von Spackle. No, there's no underscore. I thought there was. No. Oh. Would any, you're, are you trying to say someone else would have the name Von Spackle, E-L? No, I was just thinking that no. you... What, and then you would just need to check out uh, my page header because that's a tattoo I got. It's Starscream holding up fucking Soundwave like a boombox. And as I describe it to everybody, I'm surprised you don't have hearts on there. Also, that would just been too worth. much work, and it would have, it would have. It's already. I don't like that it's overlap, that it's underlapping. Yeah, personally, but it made life easier. But uh, yeah, uh, it would have been too much, a lot more. But yeah, I got, and I keep on calling it Lloyd Doblerine. And I gotta stop saying that because nobody fucking knows offhand who Lloyd Dobler is. Apparently, which is tragic, right? Well, the movie itself is kind of fucked up. Like, it really is. I mean, come on. It's about a very, very strong man who's obsessed with a girl he had sex with once. Dude, it's a Cusack movie. <laughs> no, no, no. Cusack I movies mean... are usually self-deprecating all up the fuck, where he's chasing one person, and then out of nowhere, Demi Moore shows up and wants to bang him. All right? That's a normal Cusack movie. And also, he's wanting to kill himself, because Cusack always wants to kill himself in his movies. It doesn't matter what fucking movie it is. Must love dogs. Dear Mom. John Cusack was suicidal. Dear Mom, fuck you. (laughs) Goddamn Alan Arkin. Dude, I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. I am my own entourage. It was not said in that, no. Nah. Yeah, it, it was. was. just, no. I'm a paranoid schizophrenic. I am my own entourage. It was just, it was not, oh, no, yes, no, 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 I'm jumping yes, to heaven. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Anyway. Hi, Bubby. I, and, oh, Jake. Uh, I apologize. I brought nothing to the table today because. I'm sure I can find my shock face here somewhere. Hey. Hey, not only do I bring <laughs> shit to the table. I will translate it for you and goddamn highlight the sections you're supposed to read. All right. I will give pronunci- pronunciation guidelines in the shit. I- so, Jake, and how fuck mu- you. And how much life do you have, Bob? <laughs> That's about to go to do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> But no, dude, that's funny. I don't understand how I only worked three days this week, and it was the busiest three days of my goddamn fucking life. I don't know, dude. It, it is. Works out. It was so, it was, 
I was contemplating overtime just to get shit done. Wow. Yeah, it was. I I didn't have a chance to stop and read Harry Potter. I didn't have a chance to That's stop and look for fanfic. Dude, I, I spent this week getting ready for a order to, that took place yesterday for like over seven hundred lines, Ooh. like upgrades and new service lines. So it's a lot of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did watch Bohemian Rhapsody last night. Ew, why? Dude, it was actually pretty good. The, actually, dude, w- it's just a biopic. Biopics within, are boring. Actually, this one wasn't too boring, but part of it dude. was was the casting. Like, I mean, Rami Malek is okay as Freddie Mercury. I'm watching it, and I'm like, within the first five to ten minutes, I was like, they made his teeth too big. Like, just watching it, it's kind of distracting. Whereas I felt Freddie like, Mercury's teeth were distracting, but not as bad as what it was in this in promotional portrayal. photos. You didn't see it, yes, but. If you fuck, there's yeah. He talked like the fucking gopher in Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but uh, the casting that they did for Brian May, phenomenal. That dude looked like Brian May. It was great. Now, they're fucking Aiden Gillen, much like in Game of Thrones, still didn't know how to do a fucking accent. It was Aiden terrible. Gillen? Little finger. Oh. No, doesn't know what accent to yeah, do. Yeah, and he didn't know what accent to do in fucking Bohemian Rhapsody either. Mike Myers played the president of EMI, and oh god, what shitty accent did he bring? To well, the no, table it's just today? his British accent. But here's the thing, though, like it's hilarious and it's slightly pandering, right? But I still appreciated it. Because they're talking, basically in this scene, it's the lead up where they're pitching Night at the Opera to EMI. That that's what they want to do for their next record. And they're like, and of course, uh, I forget the name of the person that he's portraying. It's like, no, we have a formula, stick to the formula. And they're like, no, Queen has no formula. Uh, Well, no, 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 yeah, essentially, like. And so it's like, no, we don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over, and we want to change it up every time, right? So whenever they're talking about what song uh, is going to be on the radio off of the album, they want something that's radio-friendly, like um, You're My Best Friend or uh, Is It I Love My Car? Yeah. Um, Anyway, so... They're in they're in this office and they're bickering back and forth and Mike Myers says Bohemian Rhapsody is not the song that kids are going to headbang in the car to. It'll be I love my car. It's so pandering and shit. It is, but I still laughed because of I was like, okay. You did. I know. And I I recognize how pandering it was, but still. I mean, and our audience recognizes how sad that. Like, no, I could not like right when I saw the first trailer for it, or the first like little packet where they they like they're just sitting around and talking to some dude and they're acting so we're not the establishment man. It's like you just need to do this one thing. We'll make amazing like, if we can get this one thing right. Like yeah, cue fucking biopic uh, line number five eighty six. But it's it's copy. It's biopics are writing with within a stencil. But the last twenty minutes is a recreation of their live aid performance. Like, complete Live Aid performance. I would rather just watch their Live Aid performance. I mean, I get that, but I that was probably, to me, the best part of the film. How there much was... of it was dedicated to them doing the Highlander soundtrack? Oh, yeah, there's no Highlander or Flash Gordon. they can eat a dick. 
Or Flash Gordon. No Flash Gordon. No. No, no, uh -huh. no Highlander. I'm sorry. As we established on the 90s episode, on the 90s music episode, Jesus Christ, the one of those songs that were uh, that were on that was his goodbye fucking song. You can't just you can't just hand wavy anium it away. No, <clears throat> no. Keep they... hitting the tattoo. City like this was a mistake. So <laughs> <clears throat> the music that they chose for it was good. Uh, they did a good job of choosing the the right songs at the right time. The af whenever the credits start to roll is whenever they uh, go into "Don't Stop Me Now," which is pretty phenomenal, and it actually shows a live performance of them doing "Don't Stop Me Now." So, um, yeah, I don't full Jake Pander, <laughs> kind of. But no, my thing is, is that I did appreciate it. There was some. Like, I mean, yeah, there's some pandering. Like, the best acted scene was probably, um, and I don't know how much of it's true because I don't remember this portion, right? So, basically, someone who worked for EMI, um, like, they kind of frame it as help bring out the gay and Freddie Mercury, right? And uh, so, this dude is, like, really toxic and everything else, and... Finally, you know, whenever uh, Freddy kicks him out of his life, there's like this scene of him just standing in a driveway and it's raining. And um, he had just finished talking to his former fiance and, you know, she had left in a taxi and he's standing there in the rain. And the, I mean, you, you know how they frame movies like yeah. you have the square of the screen and then they try other ways of framing. Right. Yeah. So you have the screen, you have the house behind Rami Malik. He's kind of off center right here and in focus and it's raining in the background. The door is open and Tom from Downton Abbey is standing in the doorway because he played the toxic guy and the lights coming in. So there's all and sorts then, of different and then the exorcist starts. <laughs> and then so there's all of these different ways that they frame the shot. And that's kind of like, you know, his whole come to Jesus. I've been a terrible person to all these people, you know, who were actually looking out for me, um, at, you know, as happens in movies. But it was still probably the best acted scene in the entire movie. Also, it was it was pretty good. And so to continue this trend of movies that came out two months ago that we have seen uh, last weekend, I went to go see Aquaman. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You know what that is? What? That's a decent fantasy movie. Really? That's all it is. The uh, I will admit, it can be slightly jarring. Dude, I wouldn't even want to see a Namor movie, in no, fairness. No, no. So Here's the thing. I uh, hated Namor There were some bad scenes like that were just writing that are in all of it because, you know, everybody has to have the I'm Spider-Man fucking scene at the very end. It did not need that. It could have cut... The very last line of the whole, uh, this is my journey speech. It was like, uh, like born on land or a, a child of the land, king of the sea. I am the protector of the world. Stop. But no, I am Aquaman. Like you can't make that. You can't make that a thing. You can't make that a good thing to say. I am Aquaman. You can't. Okay. Just stop at the protector part. Done. Done. But uh, the there was a bit of an issue getting used to the uncanny valleyness of uh, 
true Uncanny Valley to where like they tried making it so lifelike when because they basically uh, uh, rotoscoped their faces onto the CG bodies for the underwater effect and the underwater effect being just making their hair move. Because, you know, you ha- you can't have people there with slick back hair yeah. if they're supposed to be underwater. So if everybody's swimming... But remember, they're not it's actually very wet until slight. they break the... It's very... Su- well, shut the fuck <coughs> up. Um, <clears throat> it's it's well done, but it just, once you get over that slight bit, the CG is really... It's it's not... It's not to say, like, it's amazing. It fits the... the they made sure the CG fit the cinematography. The the uh, the lighting scale and the uh, the the temperature burn or whatever of the shot, it fit. It didn't stand out. It fit within the world, which was great. And there were some really fucking well done scenes, like the big battle at the end that there always is, is fucking phenomenal. But at the heart of it, you don't need to have seen any of the movies. You know why? You know what it has to do with Justice League. They bring up the fact that Martha? he helped stop Steppenwolf. All right. All right. He hopped on that magic carpet and he saved the day. <laughs> He's quite a wild thing. Uh, I mean, he was born to be wild. Born Bob. to be wild. Fuck, not wild thing. <clears throat> Fuck, that was. I forget. I don't care. <laughs> but It's uh, Charlie Sheen. Just go with that. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a decent movie and it was just a travel the world, say, uh, solving a problem fantasy movie it was a decent fantasy movie that's worth watching actually it's not bad in the least bit it is definitely worth watching and none of that has to do with dc comics it's just a type of fan a type of um i know what i'm th- have you ever seen buckaroo bonsai okay so buckaroo bonsai is a uh a store a uh, movie that was created that of someone who just loved comic serials. You know how, like, if you open up a comic in the middle of a fucking arc or just the start of a new arc, you're kind of blown away of all this backstory that people aren't, like, they talk about, but you ain't seeing. The The movie, Buckaroo Banzai, is framed as the midway point of a story arc. It's a standalone story. Shit happened before it. Shit's going to happen after it. And everything that happens sort of is tied to stuff that happened in other comics. Other of the Buckaroo Banzai comics. It was like that, but kind of like how uh, certain comics will have a 25 cent issue to get you on it back into it. I know X-Men tried it with their shit and it failed horribly because they decided to do it. What was it? Uh, episode, issue 123 of Uncanny or 323 of Uncanny. How does that start? A bunch of dead mutants show, a bunch of mutants are fucking crucified on their lawn and you have no idea who they are, but they know who they are in the middle of a story about <clears throat> some weird church thing that happened from fucking four arcs ago that you don't know anything about because you're just picking up this comic because it's 25 cents. Yeah, nah. Invincible did it well, but that's that's a horse of a different flavor. Uh, <clears throat> But no, it's... It's worth watching. And in today's modern comic book movie Bonanza, that's that's a great thing to say. Oh, I also saw Ant-Man again, finally. The Wasp one. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Better than the first one. Yeah, I like the fact that the... Uh, I mean, it's on fucking Netflix during the, now. Yeah, that's when I saw it last night. <laughs> during the big uh, denouement, the big climax, you're shouting at the screen because all... But one aspect of this can be solved with one sentence. 
let me save my mom and I will fix your body. That's it. But all these people are so fucking horrible as human beings. Nobody stops to think if we get her out, she has five. She has two hours to live. You have three days to live. Let's fix this. And then we fix you. But nobody says that. It never occurs to anyone because Hank Pym is a horrible human being. And one thing I absolutely hate about this movie is they should not have added in that little ADR line of after they find out who Ghost is. Like, oh, you you kicked my dad out of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then you fucking discredited his name. Then it cuts when they finally get out an ADR line of him just seeing, saying like, well, actually, her father was stealing a tech from me, so I had him kicked out. Serves no purpose for the... It, all it does is make... Oh, no, no, no. Hank Pym is actually... No, Hank Pym's not a good guy. Did you watch The Stingers? The first one's amazing. The second one is shit because of the first one. I'm trying to remember which the one the first, first one, was, one was. The first one was when Thanos clicked his okay. finger. Okay, I couldn't remember which one, was the, yeah. which one was the snap. And then the very last one is it's showing everybody's dead. And then, oh, there's an ant playing fucking drums. Fucking tries cutting the legs out of everything that happened because, yeah, you realize, oh, yeah, this is why he got out of it. Sure, you know everybody's going to come back, but still, fuck. Yeah, that was my thought because I'm watching it and he's like, hello, hello. And then it cuts the nobody up there and I was like, fuck, dude, that's a pretty good tie in. Like for a stinger, that was, yeah, that was really good. Um, and since you were talking about Aquaman to mention Jason Momoa, I'm still doing my Game of Thrones. Uh, rewatch. I'm on like episode four of season, season three, right? I just want to mention that the scene uh, where she is in the tower, not the Tower of Joy, but the uh, what the fuck's it called? The the Warlock's uh, Tower. Yeah, yeah. They're in Karth. Uh, House of the Undying. House of the Undying. Thank you. Um, that scene where she goes to the tent and she sees fucking uh. Drogo and their son yeah. is such a good fucking scene. Like the acting, the drama, the the I mean, like because all it is is physical acting. It is emoting. Yeah. And even with Momoa, even whenever he's delivering his lines, he's still like really soft spoken and you know, everything else. There's just I'm I, I would actually I've been kind of having it play while I'm playing WoW. <laughs> I just prop my phone up on my laptop while I'm playing WoW. And th that scene, for some reason, I was just like... Dude, that's going to fry your phone. As, no, 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 I'm doing that because your laptop can get really fucking hot, dude. Um, But no, it was so good, dude. It was such a good scene. But, and since I finished it this morning, still... Still trips me out, even though I know what happens. Whenever they chop off Jamie's hand, you hear him screaming. It goes to black. He screams again, and it busts into, like, a punk rock version of fucking Bear and the Maiden Fair. <laughs> that shit, the first time I watched that episode, I was like, what the, you know, because you don't kind of let it sink in because you barely see him raise his arm and see that there's now a nub, yeah. and you're like... What the fuck? And it goes to black, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then Bear and the Maiden Fair kick in. You're like, "What the fuck?" Jake, I'm gonna give you two options. So crazy. I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna allow. Wait till I finish asking the question. I'm giving you two choices. Is it because you're remembering Jamie getting his hand cut off, or because you're remembering the song as to why you just had rock hard nipples? 
You had some hard fucking nipples. Dude, it's kind of cold down here. When you were describing that. It's kind of cold down here. (laughs) Bob, you know just as well as I do whenever we talk about something and we're passionate about it, that just happens. No, it doesn't. Just Jake, I am your brother. Quit fucking twisting your nipples and licking your lips at me. But uh, no, it was dude. fucking hell. What the shit, man? <laughs> no, it was good though. I was, I was, dude. Oh, because you don't expect the scene to end that way. Because usually, whenever scenes like that end, you hear like the really dour or you hear something like reigns of Castamere, whatever it is, you don't just hear yeah. that. And it's so fucking good. The bear went over the mountain to see what he could see. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Um, oh, man just lost his entire li- his entire livelihood. Let's play some green jelly. Yeah. Come over here, you little pigs. <laughs> Dude, it's just the craziest fucking thing, man. Still, that trips me out. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then, uh, what was it? <sighs> Shit. There was some... Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't me trying to be, sorry, suggestive. So Sorry, guys. I'm eating a, a Vero Mango. Wow, I actually rolled my R on there. Apparently, having a mouthful of chili pepper is how I roll my R's. But I got a big thing of uh, the Vero mangoes, and oh, these are so good. And I'm uh, having one right now, which is probably sonically displeasing, but sorry. Well, in general, you're sonically displeasing, so it's not like it's going to be a he negative effect. He has a point. Um, but yeah, so... Right there in the his chest. <laughs> um, Let's see, what was... Oh, and also, I, I'm trying to pick up on like little subtle things, like to... That points out everything that will happen, right, so far. So, like, just to see if there's any extra punches that are that are kind of choreographed, like uh, Melisandre telling um, Stannis that he will literally sacrifice everything to become a king, and then, you know, well, he because, does. <laughs> yeah, it's... Nah, that's... Uh, foreshadowing, like, as in uh, the things that they made now... Nah, Hell, that was probably in the books, but it's obvious that he would kill everything. He would, no matter how much he, you know, well, in the uh, book Stannis, Defo, book Stannis is just a, a wry cunt. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, he'd do it. He, yeah. Well, because the only thing he likes is his daughter, though. Because if anybody talks shit about him, he kills him. Which is true. So that I think yeah that would that would probably if she ends up getting uh burnt or tries to get burnt or Melisandre brings it up he'd probably run her through but chances are his wife is the one that would kill her yeah but, and and then the Queen of Thorns is still amazing like that first appearance it's such a great standard setter and then Natalie Dormer as uh full stop Natalie Dormer <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, she drops gear pretty quick in, like, season two. (laughs) She drops gear? What are you, me? (laughs) And it's just like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) goddamn, get off your ass in jail. Oh, shit. Um, And then- That has been my go-to phrase for a while now. And I don't care if it's not book canon, but, um, of course, in this episode is where- 
Tyrion sends Pod to the mm-hmm. to the to the brothel. That is still one of the best like in jokes throughout yeah, season three. Because it was three. just a dumb thing to do, and That's it's totally all it something yeah. Tyrion would do, and it's totally something Bronn would do, and it's because it's totally something that guys would do. It's like, wait, we dropped you off at a at the Bunny Ranch in Vegas, and they didn't. They gave you your money back. <laughs> It's like details, details. <laughs> yeah, when they fucking pour him a drink, like sit your ass down yep. and preach. And Braun, Braun is like the whole time he's kind of quiet because he's like, "What the fuck? I've never had my money returned to me." <laughs> yeah, because like, you fuck ugly. And then even whenever Roz is telling Varys about it, and Varys is like, <laughs> "What did they? What did they say specifically?" She's like. They said it was difficult to describe. <laughs> it's such like a, a baby's good arm joke. holding a grapefruit. <laughs> it's such a good joke, man. It, yeah, that's a that's just a, a bit of ridiculousness. That's just I don't care if it's like pure like masculinity and but foolishness. It, it may but end up getting ruined hilarious. in the books because Pod's one of I uh, one of Littlefinger's people, and he's kind of supposed to kill Brienne. Or, no, no, no. He's with Brienne no, yeah. whenever she's taken yeah. by the Brotherhood. Yeah, and yeah, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, he his job was to. Was it? It's a it's a it's a good running theory. I don't oh. remember how deep in the actual story it it is, but yeah, it's kind of explained that he's a uh, he's one of the many plants of. Littlefinger, he of the most boring goddamn play, except his whole, uh, his Beggaring the Realm plot, that was pretty good. His what? Uh, he put the, he put the entire fucking continent in the entire kingdom in debt. Right. Where'd that money go? Then, I. Well, with Robert Baratheon on the uh, throne, it was probably not Yeah, because he never looked. No, I mean, no, like, no, spinning no, the money I know, just, just keep listening. Uh, then they pissed off the Iron Bank. All right? Truth. So the Iron Bank started calling in all of its loans True. to all the houses that owed its money right when winter was coming in and everybody, after wars and wars and wars, so nobody has money. But here comes Littlefinger to lend money to people to buy out their debt from the Iron Bank. Where did he get that money? Yeah, his plot is to basically run it as the new Iron Bank. Interesting. And he's wanting to run it from Harrenhal, which is why he's getting all, all like, you know, nipple, he's getting all Jake about <laughs> about getting Harrenhal. And then just fucking somebody who looks like Cat as a bonus. Because <laughs> he's fucking icky. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so moving on, we got to go to our contractually obligated uh, section of um Mr. Jason and Jason Wow Talks. So <laughs> All right, Bob. So, I have been playing a l- I'm like level 115 or 116 on my Torrent Druid uh-huh. and just got to Nazmir. I've been doing some missions in Nazmir. A regular Torrent or Yeah. Yeah, cuz I still don't, I I mean, I've hit revered with the Nightfallen now, so now I've just got to work toward fucking Exalted. Oh, that's the one you spent your token on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I have to admit, I kind of fucking love the story. Of where? Of the, the Horde story in BFA. 
Oh, and BF. Oh, you said 115. Yeah. <clears throat> Except I, I I don't like it. It's a good, compelling story, but I fucking hate it. See, I think I might actually somewhat prefer it over the Alliance story. I don't because the I one- prefer the Alliance zones, but I think I like the story. <laughs> yeah, I think I like the story a little bit more. I will There's say a lot more cutscenes. It explains a lot, like the simple fact of uh, like that theory I had where you know uh, the the uh, Void Lords are trying to create their own Lich King because the undead are apparently they're Kryptonite. All right. Well, the Legion period is, but undead is worse. Twitter yeah, thread. not shit, Jake. You fucking comment on everything, so I know you did, but they didn't. <clears throat> So I'm explaining it to to them through you. Uh, I'm looking at you because you're right the fuck across from me, dip. But <laughs> don't make me whip out my nipples, Bob. You. This is the first time you covered them. <laughs> anyway. Oh shit! That bread still. That bread it needs to get fucking. Whoops. It's been over thirty minutes. Go take it out. Ah, fuck it. it can, that just means it rises a bit more. But I. Uh, Anyway, your whole void lore. Oh yeah, to where because the people who are being raised to undead now are very yay Sylvanas, yay killing all the the fuck was that buff? Yay killing all the living, and the whole fact of what Nathano says of like uh, or when uh when what was it when one of the people goes undead. Like one of the people that you turn undead in the story, it's explained to them that the living will always hate you. Look at what happened in Ara- at Arathi, which was you know there was a giant gather. It's in the book, yeah. Yeah, but there was a giant gathering of uh, to meeting people with their undead family, and it was actually going off well until Sylv- Sylvanas had everyone fucking killed, every undead killed, and then said that the fucking alliance did it. Like, that's all her game is, is do horrible things, blame it on someone else, and say that, of course they did it because they hate you. And look at what they're doing now as a direct result of my actions, but you don't know that. But look at this! Which is why I like BFA. It's like, war is a murky, disgusting piece of shit. People will lie to you, and you will run into the fire. That's why they started adding, no, I'm not going to do that options to the Horde quest. You still are stuck doing it, or you're still stuck doing one thing, but it gives you some sense of agency. But no, nah, like I, I'm not a huge fan of of the story itself. I lo- as in like I don't like it. I don't like being have to do this bullshit. It reminded me of the last thirty minutes of Dragon Age too. Me just walking down the street is like, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers. I did everything to make you not do this. And then killing them the whole time. I'm telling them I'm fucking pissed at them. Good job by you, Anders. Fuck you, you fucking piece of fuck, Anders. I, you motherfucker. Uh, even I might have character. to re-download Dragon Age 2 and play it again because even I, it shows up as an owned game on my Xbox, so I might have to sit down and play it again. Even the time I rolled a character to romance him to hopefully make it less painful, I still had her stab him in the face because fuck him. 
Fuck you, Anders. And it's been eight years. I know it has been because there is an update. It's been on longer a, than that. There's a. F- at, I thought oh, Dragon no, no, Age no. Two came out in like 08 or oh. 09. It came out after Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two came out in like oh seven or oh eight, and then Dragon Age Two came out in like oh eight or oh nine. I think. Just a moment. Fucking man. <sighs> Fuck you, Anders. Why don't you just you Google tra- Dragon you, Age Two? No, I was looking. I was actually talking about it. <laughs> oh. But no. Like, yeah, nah, nah, man, nah, man, fuck you, Anders. It was about 2010, or it was around 2010, I think, mid-year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely had to be about 2010 because where I was living, yeah. It was about eight, nine that tops. Game was so good, dude. That game is so good. And I yeah. will fucking preach its greatness. Yeah, there's repeat, like the... You cannot defend the level, the, no. the map design. No, You cannot defend it. Nor would I. Technically, I will say this. Technically, you could defend it with my with my theory because you're not playing the story of Hawk. You're playing the story that Varric is telling Cassandra of Hawk, complete with fucking bard flourishes. So yeah, like all... whenever you go into the house, the haunted house or whatever yes. it is. Yeah, Fuck. that right there is a good sign because all this like high high impact action RPG shit instead of instead of you know slow bro kind of bullshit that you're fucked if your controller leans slightly because when you're in the fade you won't when you're the fucking rock thing you can't use the rock thing to bash a door open because you have to make sure you don't touch the goddamn controller so if your controller leans a bit he'll never do that thing where he busts open the door and you'll be staying there for two hours thinking you're fucked up decided you know what fuck it let's get the let's go get the strategy guide maybe that'll explain it go get the strategy guide and it just says do the thing Plug in a new controller a day later and find out that's what it was. Oh, God, me and Red were so pissed. I wasn't even the one playing, and we were just... But that made sense why she was killing everything when she was playing, but I wasn't. I, like, I, was, I could not do that much damage because the mage, you can't auto-attack and move. So it would constantly, like, slightly move, so I couldn't fucking auto-attack anything. It was bullshit. But nah. And so, yeah, maybe in that aspect, you could say because he's telling this story, he doesn't know that many locations. So he keeps reusing the same locations. It's like, yes. And then we fought a thing. You technically could say that. But no, it's indefensible. They were shitty fucking uh, dungeon designs. They were bad maps. They should feel bad. They should never feel bad about the story. No, hell no. That story was. I am actively stuck pissed off when you said Anders Jake I know that's why I said it nine years later I am still pissed off at that blonde fucking man bunning piece of fuck alright cause it's total bullshit when Anders was in number one right he was in the first game yeah Yeah. okay yeah that's what it was and it's because he kind of perverted the justice spirit that was in him turned it into but fuck you Anders no no Vangers, Justvers, whatever you want to call yourself, fuck you. Yeah, no. Oh, that game was so good. It was so fucking good. I'm going to have to sit down and try to play it again then. Yeah. Oh, I think I... I think I need to. I think I'm at the last bit. I just haven't played it. I, haven't I wish I still the... had the strategy guide. Shit. Hey, there's a thing called the internet, Jay. I know, Bob, but still. I still have my GTA Five strategy guide. Oh, my God. And I have to admit... um. Okay, Claywell, so you can now start listening because we stopped talking about WoW. Um, 
You know, my favorite thing about WoW. <laughs> but what? I'm actually kind of sort of tempted to try Destiny 2 again. Especially Don't. considering it's on sale right now. Don't. Okay, why? Don't. I will grab the fucking no-no can and smack you in the face with it. Don't. <laughs> you know why don't? Why? Because then you'll try and talk me into playing it. <laughs> don't. No, because it would be on Xbox, so it'd Good. be okay. But don't. If you want to play a fucking a looty-shooty fun game, go download fucking Warframe, bitch. I do have Warframe downloaded on Then my play Xbox. it. Yeah, I still haven't played it. Do it, motherfucker, okay? If you want to get into that shit, play Warframe, all right? Fuck it. If you really want to hate yourself, try playing Anthem. <laughs> it has been getting shit. I really need to play Apex Legends, too. I, I did, did hear it was that. good, yeah. But I'm, that might be a, uh, a uh, what's it called, uh, a battle royale that I'd like, because it's more of a death match. Yeah. Just a, a multi-team <clears throat> death match. Yeah. That's fine. That's great. That's grand. That's wonderful. Ain't got no problem with that. And the whole point, the whole reason of having the shrinking thing in the games that it was originally in were because the map is huge and the game would take forever if you just leave a huge ass map. Someone could just hide in a building and say, neener, neener, neener. And it takes place in the Titanfall universe, too. Yeah. It was supposed to be a Titanfall game. That they just released, but they just told fucking I mean, EA. Look like look at fucking Team Fortress and yeah. Well, no, those were standalones. Those were all it? personal created. Yeah, a good parallel could technically be Overwatch because uh, Blizzard was making a game called uh, God, what was it? Titan. It was. I think it was just. Co- it was just uh, uh, coded as Titan, and it was deep into production, but then it got canceled, and they decided, fuck it, we have all these assets and all this world building. They turned it into Overwatch. So yeah, that would have made a fun. If you ask me, that would have made a fun fucking uh, RP, uh, RPG. But eh, an open world thing where you're playing as those characters, that'd be kind. Where those were the classes, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I still haven't played Overwatch. But I, uh, but not. Nah, I could see Apex, but no. The reason it got I, uh, what happened is, what was it respawn? Is mm-hmm. name of the studio? Yeah, it's Respawn. They just told, they just gave it to EA and had them release it. EA had no involvement with it, if if the reports are to be believed. It might be the best thing EA released in two fucking years, and it had no involvement from EA. The, the loot crates are supposed to be shit, but there's no such thing as duplicates, at least, which is a nice little way to force people to constantly get a new thing, but... Yeah, so if you got something, it's off your loot table. So that's nice. That's okay. And if you, but if you open thirty crates and do not get a legendary, your next crate will be a legendary. Thirty crates. That's fucking ridiculous. And thankfully, I was able to stay away from Overwatch when they had the goddamn Guan Yu skin. Good job, Bob. I am proud of <clears throat> myself. Good job, Bob. I am proud, even though I just bought a, I, I went online and bought a 40 fucking pack of these fucking mango trees. But nah, it's a, ugh, it's fucking ridiculous. But nah, it does look fun. I would like to try and give Apex a try. Yeah, I keep wanting to give it a try, but maybe this oh, weekend, maybe. I stopped playing a game mid-cut St. Jake. Wow. It was Kingdom Hearts. Seriously, it it took you long enough to quit playing it. Here's one of the things, okay? So the voice acting is so spotty because 
some of them are having to match the lip flaps from the Japanese part of it. And in the uh, the the world for Big Big Hero Six, you have the kid who's playing the main character from there. God, he's a good voice actor. He is doing an amazing job of conveying emotion and all this shit. And the villain, it's haha. What are we doing? Let me tell you. It's this. And it the it's jarring. And do you remember? Do you remember way back in the day when the first Spider-Man game came out by Neversoft? Mm-hmm. We rented it, we played it, and apparently it was on easy. Right when you beat Venom, it shows you every cutscene in succession, and then you beat the game. Mm-hmm. That was what followed. A bunch of small, two-minute vignettes with a maybe 15, 20-second load screen in between. Not a coherent story. Fifth, about a 30-second scene over here. Everybody's, what? <laughs> Ooh. Huh? Cut it. Another 15th, another segment. One of the characters who was there is fucked off somewhere else, and then someone else shows up. Fade out. Fade in. Another fucking 30-second goddamn scene. That means nothing. Fade out. Fade in. There is no cohesion in this fucking story. I am I am officially fucking done with it. When in your combat, you can't have proper invincibility frames because dodging means nothing in that game. Because Okay, the whole point of dodging is you're in the middle of a combo and you dodge to break out of it. Right. Yeah, you can't... You can only dodge if you're not doing an action. So you have to finish up the action when the bosses don't have good enough tells to where you know you're not supposed to, like, okay, I'll stop. Like, okay, I'll do this action, then I'll stop, and then I know he's going to attack. And you're sitting there for fucking five seconds, and they're not attacking. But the moment you go to attack, they start their fucking unblockable finisher, and you can't block it. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's uh, it officially broke me, Jake. Damn. That game is officially fucking done. Me and it are no longer romantically viable. <laughs> God damn, there's some bad acting in it. Ugh, but, that sucks, though, dude. Yeah. Nothing worse than spending money on a game and it just, like, fucking being a complete turd. Mm-hmm. I really shouldn't just... Yeah. I should not have even got it. <laughs> I'm surprised I you did. I hate the fact that I have to get games on the virtual console. On the ver- uh, on, uh, oh, on the did store. You? Oh, Because I can't get the physical copy, Jake. Oh, yeah. Because my, my fucking PlayStation likes to toss out discs. Very rare bug. Mine's got it. I'm fucked. So I can't... That's true. I forgot about <sighs> that. bullshit. Such a shit game, dude. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Damn. You see, dear viewers... When Jake is fucking about with something else and knows he needs to reply or thinks he needs to reply, you just heard everything he usually says. And yeah, it sounds as fake in real life as you heard it. No, because, dude, that game fucking sucks. I can't believe you bought it. I could have told you that that game was going to fucking suck. The only people who enjoy that game are the fucking nut riders from the very first one because... That I was a nut writer from the very first one. Yeah, exactly. Because, fu- dude, to me, fuck that game, dude. And honestly, I don't know if it's sign so of okay. Overrated. I don't know if it's because the game is bad or I'm just old. I saw the thing because I know. Okay, so in the first game, 
to make Ultima Weapon, you had to get all the Orichalcum Pluses, okay? Yeah. And one of which was in fucking doing all the goddamn uh, the Colosseum shit, which means going up that up to and including Cloud, and then Sephiroth right after Cloud. And Cloud will get rid of all your goddamn Megalixers, especially if you fucking didn't turn off the function for Donald to use it, because he will, like, oh no, did I get a boo-boo? Megalixer. Fuck you, Donald! But... <laughs> But God, that was that was a that was a hair trigger. You're just like, okay, he's gonna do something. Dodge, hit it, hit it, dodge, hit it, hit it, dodge, hit it, hit it, dodge. Why do I have a boner? Hit it, dodge. Holy shit, I just pee my pants. Dodge. Holy shit, he's done. Holy shit, I'm almost dead. I'm almost dead. Fuck yeah, he's dead. Doing all the goddamn things in the game to do that. And every time I saw something in the game, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to hundred percent this to get an Ori Chalcom Plus, aren't I? Oh. I'm going to have to 100% this to get a plus, aren't I? Oh. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking do that. When you realize that you're not even going to bother, I don't know if that's just, you know, getting old or just a shit game. Bob, remember, we never got Squall's Ultima weapon in Final Fantasy VIII because even with the fucking Game Shark and the codes, we still couldn't beat that fucking Ultima boss. Oh, no, the, 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 the Dodecahedron to... thing. Or no, the, 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 yeah, it was actually just called Ultima, wasn't it? Yeah, that weird fucking thing. That thing was hard. And also, we didn't do it on 7 because, oh, no, we did do it on yeah, 7. we because did on 7. We had everybody, we used the Game Shark to get everybody, uh, Mimic, or no, uh, f- four times, Knights of the Round, Oh, Last Stand Phoenix. So we just let the game play itself? Those were our Rush songs when playing video games because it's like, hey, I'm going to cast Knights of the Round. Okay, I'm going to go piss now. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude. We still, we did not. We got everybody's Ultima weapon except for Squalls. Because mm-hmm. even with 99 of everything, we couldn't beat that boss. We lucked into Zell's because I just kept talking to people and like, like hey, it's the hot dog chick. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Final Fantasy VIII, dude. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man, that game, I love it. Also, it is a very indicative of what's wrong with Square. What is Final Fantasy Eight or Kingdom yeah. Hearts Three? Eight. What? How so? Okay, so Seven had a bit of it, but why tell a story when you can make a puzzle? When you can have like so many different springboarding stories that bounce off of one another that go into crazy directions? Because Jake, is Final Fantasy Eight made better by the realization that you were all raised in an orphanage by the witch you were trying to kill? I kind of like that. Or the fact that, oh, hey, yeah, it's it's pa- someone came from the past and who possessed someone from the future. Oh, my God, it is the plot to Kingdom Hearts. Holy shit. Holy shit. Final Fantasy VIII is the story of Kingdom Hearts because it's all about someone from the future going back and possessing someone from the past who then goes back to possess someone from the past when they fell the second time. And this is like the third iteration of it, and it's fucking ridiculous. You know what the story Don't of Nan was? Don't you besearch the, the, the good name of Final Fantasy VIII, Bob. What good name? Junction system, motherfucker. Do you remember it? The entire game legs, is based motherfucker. On it. Do you have your feet on the ground right now? Okay. 
everything in that game revolves around the junction system. You know how you beat that game? Early off, you summon Not with a game with a game shark. You and summon the Diablo. Guy. Okay, you spend a good, a good forty-five minutes using his own blind against him and siphoning off uh, the gravities. All right, until every last one of your people have nine hundred and ninety-nine or have nine hundred ninety-nine uh, gravities. You junction that onto your weapon. And then you never use the ability that you just spent 45 minutes getting because that is the that is the way to make your weapons the most powerful. The junction system is bullshit. It is the worst thing that Final Fantasy has ever did, and that includes Squall Lionheart. I was <laughs> Okay, Jake, what is Squall's amazing traits? What are his amazing lines? Is it dot 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 or whatever? I want you to describe what makes Squall great. Is it when he says, or when he says, whatever? Are you actually saying that you liked what's his name from Final Fantasy X more? At than least Squall? he had a personality. He was a fucking disgusting piece of shit, and I will always hate him. But guess what? He invokes an emotion. Squall is just whatever. You know the worst part? Apparently in the Japanese, he has a personality. They just didn't feel like fucking translating his lines. So in the American version, it's just ellipses and whatever. <laughs> Although, Quinta's hot as fuck. Who? Uh, the, the whip lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob's like the whip lady. <laughs> Thunder sex! <laughs> And Zell, Zell is so just in your face happy. You gotta love him. Yeah. Irvin, I'll always like Irvin because in this in the world of all this horrible shit. Although when you realize that he knows that you're all related, that you're all like grew up together and you consider each other family, the fact that the moment he sees uh, Quintus and uh, Sophie or Sophia, he tries nailing them. <laughs> like my sisters, down to fuck, smash. Dude, I haven't Urban played that Smash? game in a long ass time though. It's been like twenty. I got a years long shot for you. <laughs> I still have our copy. You know the one that you yeah, can't. I know. You can't. Uh, we every time you fight a robot, there's a chance the game will lock up. Yeah. We had to put in the fucking game shark just to get past the prison. Yeah. I remember. Just a giant line down it that apparently cut through the fucking robot section of the disc. I remember. Ah. Uh, Good times. Times. There we go. <laughs> All right, Bob. I think that's about going to do it for this. That is episode about going to do it because yeah. I have uh, I have calzones to make. I have I have bread that's sitting by the windowsill rising, and it shall be a good bake, Jacob. A Valerie. If I'm lucky, I'll remember to put the fucking mozzarella in it this time. Last time I made calzones, I didn't put the mozzarella in it. <laughs> so crazy. I basically melted it with a bunch of butter. Just fucking sprink. Like, I'll take a bite and you just dumped it down. <laughs> it was so fucking sad. All right, Bob. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Wait, did you say the bot are going to do it? I started out and then you kind of started talking about your Kyle's owns. Oh. And then you agreed by saying that's about going to do it also. Well, eighth time's a charm. <laughs> that's about going to do it for this episode of Brother Squirrel. Hey, Jake. 
Why don't you tell them where they can find us with your pokey ass nipples? <laughs> Make okay. them nipples twerk. Dude, I always said I had like, it's weird. I, it's like I have weightlifter nipples. <laughs> what is a weightlifter nipple? Think about like all of like the whenever. <laughs> now I'm all like fucking <laughs> self conscious and shit. He's covering up. Anyway. Um, yeah, that just draws attention to him, bitch. You can. You can get us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast nipples. <laughs> you can also find us on the Facebook. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> Those are the only platforms. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. All right. Poor favor. Uh, subscribe. Share it with all your friends. Get the word out there. People need to know about Kingdom Hearts. About a month after everybody else has already gave their hot takes about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and we need to make sure that it's shared as much as possible because Mr. Claywell needs to hear more wow talk. Yes. Let hollow with your internet dollar. <laughs> All right. Well, rejoinder with your Bitcoinder? No, rejoinder <laughs> is a meeting. Um, hmm. I Ollie wants out, so I'll just let it go. No, he's staring at your sucker. <laughs> oh, I'd give you a taste, but Oliver, you'd eat well, poop. Dude, you said I'd give you a taste, and he's like, his snout is at your crotch? <laughs> and I'm like, Bob, no. No. Pa. Pa. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. Oh, God, y'all can hear him just... <laughs> they can't smell his breath, though. So. Oh, God, it's, it's not a good thing. Nope. So, until next time. Oh my god, it's so cute. We here at a br- that's not so cute, Jake. Why didn't you use the cocaine picture of him for that uh national love your pet it. day? I couldn't find it. It's not on this phone. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We here at a brother's quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. Not with that attitude, they don't. <laughs>